Thank you, Derek. The rest of the band. That was a good song, wasn't it? My mic was on. I hope y'all wouldn't hear me. <laughs> Guys, we're going to continue in this series uh, of principle of living through a pandemic. I think we're in part 15 now. And uh, today we're going to look at a, a faith that makes me more merciful and less judgmental. And we're, you know, we live stream every Sunday. So I want to give you some tips, especially if you're watching us on live stream, is, 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 is I'd give the tip here too. Turn off your phone. Print out your outline that uh, Mallory fixes for us online. And settle in. And uh, let's get going. A survey was, was taken from unbelievers. And one of the questions that was, was on there was this. What word best describes your impression of the Christians that you know? The number one word was judgmental. The number one word given was judgmental. It wasn't loving. It wasn't kindness. It wasn't even integrity. It was judgmental. So we're not doing a very good job of, of representing Jesus in our world today. Because that's exactly the opposite of what Jesus said he came to do. You know, everyone knows John 3.16. But we don't pay much attention to John 3.17, the very next verse. It says, I did not come into this world to judge the world, or some translations say condemn the world. I came to save it. I didn't come to judge the world. I came to save it, he said. So if we're serious about our life mission to become like Jesus, then Jesus didn't save us to judge and condemn the world. To save us to judge and condemn the people. He came to save us by pointing other people to Jesus and, and the cross. So we're going to focus only on one verse today, and that's James 2.13. It says this. You must show mercy to others, or God won't show mercy to you when he judges you one day. But the person who shows mercy will stand, I've got a mistake there, will stand without fear at the judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I want us to really focus, underline, mercy triumphs over Judgment, especially for our lives in the middle of this, this pandemic. Mercy, mercy, what is mercy? Mercy is, is, is love in action. It's not a feeling that, that shows mercy. Mercy is also the opposite of judging. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy is different than judgment. So 
When I'm judging other people, I'm not being merciful. Amen? It's what it's saying. We should be, be very, very grateful for mercy triumphing over judgment. Because if we all got what we deserve, oh, we'd be wiped out. Wiped out. Everything in your life, my life, is due to God's mercy. So today I want to ask two questions, and we're going to try to answer them. Number one, why does God expect me to show mercy to everybody? That's the first question we're going to look at. Why does God expect me? Then we're going to look at how does God expect me to show mercy? So the first question I want you to look at in your outline is why does God show me, or why does God expect me to show mercy to everybody? I'm going to give you four reasons. First one is this, because God continually shows me mercy. He expects me to because he continually shows me mercy. Every breath, every beat of my heart, every new day, every day we wake up. Ephesians 2 says, God is so rich in mercy and he loves us so very much that when we were spiritually dead and doomed because of our sins, he gave us a new life in Christ. God is merciful. The verse says before him we were spiritually dead and, and we, were, we were doomed. Guys, when you're dead, there ain't nothing you can do about it. You have no power to change your life. And when you're doomed, you are hopeless. You need a Savior. And it's God's mercy that keeps you and me alive. It's his mercy that saves us. It's his mercy that keeps us from hell, it's his mercy that keeps us out of a lot of problems that we cause ourselves. And so God expects you and I to pass on this mercy, this undeserved mercy, I should say, to others. Amen? Matthew 18, 33 says, Shouldn't you have mercy on others just as I had mercy on you? Here's the second reason why he expects us to. Because God wants me to become like him. Number two, because God wants me to become like him. He wants me to be merciful. Hosea 6.6, 6, I love this. Jesus said this twice in the New Testament. I don't want your sacrifices. I want you to be merciful. I want you to be merciful. What's that saying? Showing mercy is more important than worship. Showing mercy is more important than worship. Jesus quoted this twice. He says, I don't want you sacrifice if you're not showing mercy to other people. You get that? I don't want you sacrifice if you're not showing mercy to other people. That's why I, I want you, even in the middle of this pandemic, because the community can't come here, they're not able to come here. I want us to take the church to the community. I want to go there, and we're doing that through uh, uh, the food pantry. And, and that's just one of the ways that we're doing it. We're giving food, uh, free food to people. I tell you, that's out of work. Micah 6, 8, which I just love this. They even got a song about it. God has clearly shown you what is good and how he expects you to live. 
you must treat everyone justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before God. Look at those three things. We must seek justice. We must love mercy. We must walk humbly. If I treat people unjustly, if I treat people and, and, uh, out of judgmentalism, I'm showing my pride. I'm showing my ego. I'm not being humble. Number three, another reason is this. Because I need mercy to get into heaven. I need mercy to get into heaven. Matthew 6.15 says, If you refuse to forgive others, your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. I want y'all to really get that. Because I want you to see what this is saying is this. You cannot receive what you are unwilling to give yourself. Do y'all get that? You're not willing to forgive. You're not willing to give mercy. The Bible says that you're not able to receive what you're not willing to give. The only way we get into a perfect heaven is by God's mercy. That's the only way we get through his forgiveness. So I'm going to tell you guys, don't burn the bridge you got to walk across. Don't burn that bridge. If you won't show mercy, then why should you be shown mercy? I love what I think one of them Wesley said. If you can't forgive someone, then I hope you never sin. Let me say that again. It bears repeating. If you can't forgive someone, then I hope you never sin. James 2.13, let me read it again. You must show mercy to others or God won't show mercy to you when he judges you one day. But the person who shows mercy will stand without fear to judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Well, here's the positive verse that goes with that. Matthew 5.7. Uh, God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. If you're merciful, then you will receive mercy. Amen? That's positive. Number four, because being merciful is a remedy for depression. Being merciful is a remedy for depression. I'm going to tell you guys, there's lots of folks that are depressed right now. But when you stop focusing on your own pain, and when you stop focusing on on your own problems and you start caring about other people and you start showing mercy to other people, it lifts your spirits. Do you get it? It lifts your spirits. It increases your energy. It produces happiness. Matthew 5, 7 says uh, in the Living Bible, happy are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. Now I want you to think about this. Who do you think if you really think about this, is the, in this pandemic, is the most happiest right now. I'm going to tell you who it is. We're going to have to have that talk again, ain't we, Dave? <laughs> you know who the most happiest is? It's those folks that are out helping 
others. Volunteers at the impact, the resource center. Those folks that are focused on helping other people are the happiest people that I've met during this pandemic. A man came alive Friday at the diner. Happiest I've seen him since he retired. You know why? He's going to get groceries for a man that's hurting and his family. And he left to deliver them yesterday morning. I've never seen such a glow around this man's face. Those folks that are giving their lives away are happy, are happier than those who are focused on themselves. That's a fact. Those who are merciful. Who are merciful. There's things that we can do in the community, guys. We can go out and we can go out and, and help some folks. I'm, I've got ideas in my head like pop-up food distribution centers. We just carry out a, a trailer and set it up and give away food. Give it away. Carry it to the people. The more we help people, the happier we'll be. And the more we will succeed. Happiness doesn't come from living for yourself. It comes from, from giving your life over to being merciful. Proverbs 1117 says, a merciful person helps himself, but a cruel person hurts himself. What's that saying is you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap what you sow. You know, we, we, we've, been sent, we've been talking about the story of Job the couple, last couple of times that, that we met. You know, he lost everything and, 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 and just he had the worst time of his life. And, and uh his friends, instead of coming to judge, uh, to encourage him, they first came to judge him. He said, man, you must have did, did something really bad. What'd you do, Job? To get for this to happen to you, you must have been. They really jumped on him and criticized him. But his life turned when he started doing something. Job 42.10 says, after Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored Job's wealth and happiness giving him twice as much as before. Once he began to pray for his critics, the ones who discouraged him. You see, me and you, we have a choice. We can go through life as a judgmental person or a merciful person. We can choose that. We can choose to criticize. We can choose to, to condemn or judge and you're going to make yourself miserable to sit in judgment of other people. And not only are you going to be miserable, you're going to make the others around you miserable. Or you and I can be an agent of mercy in this world. And I'm telling you, if we're an agent of mercy, life is going to be enjoyable. People are going to want to hang around you a little more when you're not judging, gossiping criticize but it's your choice well how can i how can i do this 
become this agent of God's mercy. Well, we got to start by getting in the Word of God. We got to start there. Mercy matters so much to God. It means a lot more than, than judgment. Matthew 12, 7, Jesus told the Pharisees, he says, you guys don't even know, really. He says, you would not have judged these men if you really knew what the Scripture says, and I want you to be merciful. So we got to start with the Word. I mean, he's telling these guys, the Pharisees, the, the religious leaders of the time, he said, if y'all really knew, you wouldn't be so judgmental. You got a choice. Judgmental or mercy. Well, how does God expect me to show mercy to everybody? I got four answers to that, too. We're going to jump through these real quick. But they're simple answers, but they may be hard, to be honest with you. First one is this. Forgive people who mess up. Forgive people when they mess up. Let me say that again. Forgive people when they mess up. When people sin, you should forgive and comfort them so they won't give up in despair. Forgive the fallen, especially when they hurt you. I know what our first reaction is because it's my first reaction. I, I want to get even. I want to just write them off. That's wrong. That's wrong. An agent of mercy forgives the fallen. Look at Luke 11.4. Forgive us our sins. Let me tell you where this comes from. This comes from the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sins just as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Oh, my do you know what that's saying in, 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 in Rockmart language? It's saying, Lord, forgive me as much as I forgive everybody else. And I'm praying that prayer. Do you want the amount of forgiveness that you've given others? Lord. Forgive me as much as I have forgiven everybody who's hurt me. Proverbs 28, 13, whoever refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. So I got to ask you in the room, who do you need to give another chance to? Who do you need to give another chance to? I got to ask you out there on live stream, who do you need to give another chance to? Who do you need to give a second chance? You see, that's being an agent of mercy. And as pastor, your pastor, somebody that loves you, I want North Point to be known as a church of mercy. I want North Point to be known as a place to start over. For folks who are messed up, that they can come here and, and forgive the fallen. I want to be the pastor of the most messed up folks in the county. <laughs> and I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> the second way, how we do this, be patient. Oh, this is simple, but it's hard. Be patient with people's quirks. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't look at them. David, I'm going to try not to look at you. I know you're pointing at you. Everybody has them, right? Everybody has them. 
you, you know, goofy mannerisms, odd behaviors, irritating habits, even you. And when you refuse to get angry over someone's ir irritating habit, don't look at them, then you're showing mercy. You're showing mercy. Let me give you, you newly married folks, and even you folks have been married a while, let me give you this verse here. Ephesians 4, 2. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. The first place that we should show mercy to is at home. It's at home. Romans 15, 7 says, accept one another just as Christ has accepted you. This brings glory to God. God accepted you with all your quirks. And that brings glory to God. If you want to bring glory to God, accept your spouse's quirks. Instead of criticizing them, accept their weaknesses. Angie's going to kill me. One of Angie's quirks or weaknesses <laughs> that I've had to learn to accept. I'd never seen this growing up. Never heard of it. Mama had four kids in five years. If we could have used this to our advantage, this quirk, I'd have known. I would have done it. Angie, and it's irritating to me, Angie has to ride in the front seat. That gets on my nerves. If we go somewhere, I have to ride in the back. She gets motion sickness. It's rather irritating to me, but I've accepted it. I'd never heard of it. I thought, I know what you've done. I know what everybody done that claims to have to ride in the front seat. You figured it out. There was four of us. Every one of us wanted to ride in the front seat. Lo and behold, all I needed to say was, I get sick. I could have ridden in the front seat my entire childhood. But it wouldn't have worked in my house. My dad would just strap me to the top. Just puke all you want to, son. <laughs> I love you so much, Angie. <laughs> accept your kids. Parents, accept your kids as Christ has accepted you. Because it brings glory to God. Every time that you don't bring something up that bugs you, brings glory to God. James 2.13 again. You must show mercy to others. 
Our God won't show mercy to you when he judges you one day. But the person who, show, person who shows mercy will stand without fear at the judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. You're going to reap what you sow. Third thing is this. Show respect to people you disagree with. We certainly need this today. To show respect. Guys, you and me, we can disagree without being disagreeable. 1 Peter 2.17 says, Treat everyone you meet with dignity. Even people you disagree with. Even people that you don't like. Guys, I'm going to tell you, the closer it gets to November 3rd, the meaner it's going to get. And as your pastor, I'm imploring you, North Point Church, to treat everyone with dignity and respect. Amen? Don't get bitter or angry or use harsh words that hurt each other. Don't yell at one another or curse or even be rude. Instead, be kind and merciful. How do you rate yourself on these, these six negative things? Bitter, angry, harsh words, yell, curse, rude. How are you doing on that? Show mercy. Because here's the thing, guys. Do you, know, do you want to win the argument or do you want to win them to Christ? Show mercy. If you're not showing mercy, then you're not following Christ. Luke 6 says, love your enemies and do good to them. Lend to them without expecting anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High. Because God is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Mercy. Love in action. Be merciful. Giving people what they need and not what they deserve. You know, I've always said that hurt people hurt people. You've heard me say that. So my question is this. For you guys, that you to answer yourself, who has hurt you the most? Who has hurt you the most? Who has hurt you the most recently? Then I'm going to ask you to do this. Show them mercy. Whoever has hurt you the most, show them mercy. Last one. Number four. Help anyone who is hurting. Help anyone who is hurting. Because anytime you do this, you're being an agent of mercy. Help someone when they need it. Proverbs 3.27 says, Whenever you possibly can, do good to those who need it. How you do this? It's a simple way. Look for it. Look for it. If you care, be aware. One pastor called it premeditated mercy. It's intentional. So as your pastor, I dare you to do something incredibly merciful this week. Commit an act of premeditated mercy. To be intentional about it. How we do that? Well, I don't know. Carry some food to somebody. 
you know, I wonder now how do we help during, especially during this time, I'm married to a teacher, so I get to hear a lot of this. How do we help our teachers? How do we, how do we help our families? People are frustrated right now. Maybe we can come up with some ideas about how to help folks that really need it right now. I know some might tell me, and they tell me all this. They tell me this about the food pantry. You know, Jim, folks should just be responsible for themselves. And I get that. I, I, I get that. But if I'm going to mess up, I would rather be too merciful. I'm going to go overboard on something I'd rather it be mercy because that's what God has done with me on the cross Jesus went overboard you know what I'm talking about Jesus Christ went overboard with mercy Titus 3 5 Jesus saved us not because of good things we did but because of his mercy he washed away our sins and gave us a new life. He went overboard with mercy. I would rather err on that side. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and started this new life, I pray that you would receive this free gift today. Band, come on up. And I pray that, that, that my prayers today, if you've received Jesus Christ, and you've kind of, kind of been falling back, what they call that, backsliding, you bunch of backsliders. <laughs> but if you've fallen away from the grace of Christ, I, he's, he's here offering it today. I pray that you would receive that today. Jesus saved us not because of good things we did, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins and gave us a new life. Would you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today? Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I pray that things start happening today, that you would make a move among people and stir their hearts and show us new ways to be merciful to our community and to our people. Not only to help the people, but for them to be happy. I pray for that, that lady who's depressed right now. She's been holed up and not wanting to go out and, and, and scared. I pray that some way, somehow, she finds some way to be merciful so that she would be set free. And Lord, I pray for that person that's never received you as their Lord and Savior, that they would today and that they would be given a new life, one in you. I pray these things in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Amen.